Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, this is J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Hey, you. Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. It's the show music fans love. I'm your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Anyway, back to my normal voice because uh, the summer heat, I think, is weighing on me and my chip. So this episode and every episode, I am your musical captain, bringing you fresh musical talent, current hit makers, and musical legends. And how is everybody doing? And we have an awesome guest today. New word for you, awesome. Amazing singer, songwriter from New Zealand. Her name is Lisa Crawley, guys. She is an indie pop chanteuse, I call her. She moved to LA in February of 2020, right before the world shut down. And she just released an amazing EP, Looking for Love in A Major. It just came out July 23rd, and it's one of her best works yet. A fascinating mixture of deep lyrics, personal stories, and really catchy indie hooks. You guys are going to love it. Uh, the EP has new singles like Clear History, which she performs on, the, on this episode, by the way, and My Time, great songs all around. And her older hits are include Best Things in the Room and Close Your Eyes. She is a, a wonderful artist, natural collaborator, a bit of an actress as well. You may have seen her on the uh, big and small screen yeah, and, and even on, the, on theater. And uh, during the uncertain course of 2020, you know, not only did she finish this great EP, but she streamed live piano karaoke three nights a week, and uh, she collaborated with other LA-based musicians. So she made the best of it. Lisa Crawley, fantastic talent. Thrilled to have her on the show. Check her out on lisacrawley.com. And for all of you new, new listeners, guys, I know we, we have a new contingency. Welcome. You know, this is what we do. We talk to fascinating artists of all uh, colors and, you know, up-and-comers, current hit makers, legends, and we make sure that we... That we touch angles that nobody else does, you know, hear them in their own words like never before. If you like what you hear, do give us a little review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to us. It helps us a lot, helps the algorithm, and keeps us going. So we thank you and we welcome you to Lisa Crawley on J Rod Concerts, the podcast. How are you? Hey, Lisa, how are you? Hitting you. Can you hear me? Can you see me? And can you do the same with me? Absolutely. Absolutely. Lisa Crawley, look at you. I mean, this is a great way to start the weekend, I have to say. Thank you so much. Yeah, yes. I've, I've been listening to some of your other podcasts, so that's been keeping me busy. Oh, um, boy. I hope I didn't uh, scare you off there. No, you didn't scare me off. <laughs> you have to try harder than that to scare me off. Oh, Lisa, you have such a great story, man. I was really excited to talk to you. I mean, but first of all, I mean, looking for love in a major, I loved it. Loved it so much, dude. That was awesome. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you listening. Yeah, it's coming out July 23rd for the audience, but we had a preview copy. But I mean, ah, just stunning from looking for, you know, love to my life all the way to you know, the, the whole thing. It's just an experience. It's not too long. It's just like just enough to take you somewhere. We loved it. That's, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I was trying to um, have so many songs and I was trying to find a way of fitting them together in, in terms of things that I could release. And um, 
I thought maybe instead of doing, I, I've got another EP's worth of, of material that kind of fitted together as a unit as well. Yeah. Okay, well, I always thought that the right thing to do was to have to do an album, and I've done a couple of full-length albums, but yeah. well, there's nothing wrong with us doing that and, and having no. a collection of songs. And yeah, exactly. like you said, it's not too long, so people's attention spans can hopefully... Exactly. Yeah, we all have 25, 30 minutes for goodness. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, we'll get to the new songs in detail in a second, but I want to ask you because obviously, you know, last year was crazy for everybody. Uh, many people and many of our of the people in our show, their, their plans went haywire, their, their tours got canceled and all that stuff. But you, Lisa, I have to tell you, you take the cake because... Um, you know, obviously your case is peculiar, all seriousness aside, because you made a huge life move. You moved to, to the U.S., you moved to America uh, in February. So I know you've talked to everybody and all your neighbors and all your friends ad nauseum about this, but do you mind sharing with us just a little bit about uh, about the timing of this move here? Sure. Uh, yeah, well, so I I was had wanted to move to L.A. for some time and I'd spent Spent some time visiting, whether it was for a few gigs or, or a music conference, and just kind of making sure that I wanted to go ahead with the the full visa process, which is quite lengthy and expensive. So, um, yeah, I was over here for a few months in 2019, uh, and then I was like, "Yep, I do want to go through with that." And then um, that same time, I got a role for a show musical called Once. So that was in New Zealand. So I flew back there and waited for my visa to get approved, and and it, and it was. So that was great. So. Uh, by the time I saved up for a bit longer and then came came up. Well, actually, like I, I didn't have a lot of, of money to move because the visa costed so much. Right, right. So coincidentally, uh, there was uh, a company that asked if I would play piano on for them uh, on their ship actually for five weeks. Oh, to cool. Get flight covered and to go between LA and Mexico and play take requests and play songs. So mm -hmm. that was my ticket to LA. Nice. So, okay, cool. Free Crafty. Packed up my suitcases and my Nord and my guitar and took it all on the ship. And, and then, um, yeah, finally got off there. Uh, it's actually like in January sometimes. So that was when I first got here. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, now I, now I have to find the work. So I, mm -hmm. I had some connections. And a company I worked for in Australia that books session musicians um, uh, introduced me to the equivalent company here. So cool. I still had to audition and kind of prove that I was – legit and then books sure. and clothes. So um yeah, I had a good a good couple of months to start with really. Um I I was booked just by the internet for some songwriting sessions with some younger artists and Okay, yeah, cool. It was, it was actually like a really good start. Um found a a piano bar that I was I was gonna work at. So I had three gigs there. Mm -hmm. and, and then yes, and then everything was closed. So <laughs> Sure. So um yeah I I've tried not to dwell on the negatives too much. Um, of course. Of course. And it has been tricky because uh, of my visa, like the timing of it specifically. I wasn't eligible for anything like stimulus or unemployment. So right. I really just had the money from the ship and um, yeah, just, just kind of made it work. I found piano. You made it work. List. <laughs> yeah. Well, you made a great EP out of it. So obviously it worked creatively. We can, yeah. I tried to stay busy and um, do what I could. And, and I was like, okay, well, what, what haven't I done before? I've never really been. So and that's ran. So I tried. That was something that was free, and that was going to be beneficial. So I, you know, I got more into tried to focus on the positive things. Like definitely. And one of them, Lisa, like, don't you think that it's almost a good thing um, 
because LA is such a monstrous city. Like it's huge. There's so many neighborhoods. There's so much to see and discover that you kind of, you were able to do it like at half speed with no traffic, you know, a little bit, a little bit more low key. Wasn't that like a good thing? I suppose so. But if you haven't driven on that side of the road, that's kind of stressful too. That is true. I guess. Yeah. I guess <laughs> I, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. I actually didn't have a car for, for the first six months, but uh, my friend uh, decided to head back to New Zealand. So he gave me his, uh, Volkswagen Passat stick shift big car so I was trying to learn to drive on the other side of the road with this stick shift <laughs> car which actually ended up breaking down but I was, I was very grateful for for having it while I had it but now I've upgraded to a car and yeah it's it, it was great for those moments now the traffic's getting pretty pretty bad again yeah <laughs> yeah yeah the 405 <laughs> no, I got you what people are talking about when they talk about LA traffic got it yeah. exactly yeah I got you awesome Lisa yeah. well great that everything worked out and um, yeah so so let's talk about your early life for a second because it's fascinating Lisa I mean for example it, we, we can talk about let me take you back to Avondale High School there in Auckland for a second oh, wow. <laughs> you know yeah first of all like you always had this purpose of being a musician were you like the coolest girl in school no <laughs> the, um I wanted to go to Avondale College because I had done a theater, a, a play, like I was into acting and, and we did a musical when I think I was like 11 years old and I yeah. looked in the building and I was like, this is so cool. It's got this great theater. And so it was like a little further away than other schools, but I wanted to go there because the music department was apparently amazing. So um, I was, I, I kind of got on with most people, but I was the music, I was a music nerd, the friendly okay. music nerd. Yeah. Okay, so you weren't like the rock star because you know you had you did that band Velez as well. Yeah, um, I joined that band by the were rehearsing one afternoon, and the drummer I'd known since I was four years old, um, Alistair, and he's still one of my very close friends. And I was just playing along, and they invited me to join the band. And to, you know, normally I would stay after school for concert band and orchestra and clarinet and choir, and and that was cool joining this rock band. And then started playing. We started playing in bars when I was about fifteen, bringing our parents along and. <laughs> yeah and, um yeah i had still playing music at church at the time and like a really kind of um contrasting environments that was my yeah. between 15 and like my early 20s it was always like these really different sort of places really like kind of gross bars <laughs> sure but you've been everywhere like you've seen so much and it's cool it comes across in your music and obviously just talking to you now like i can feel that energy you've seen a lot of cool stuff and it comes across it's great oh, and um yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you were in Japan for a minute. You were in London as well. Um, and I would actually encourage my audience to check out your 10 song debut album, uh, Everything That I Have Seen, because it's like a diary, man. It's really personal. It's really fascinating. How do you how do you listen back on that? Is it like reading an old diary there, Lisa? Um, I suppose it is. Yeah, because so I, I don't go back and listen to it often, but I still play songs from there. Like one of the songs, um, Blind Eyes, was like the most place song and a couple of ads and movies and things so that was that was received quite well but um from from the sync world perspective they often want really happy upbeat sounding songs and a lot of my melodies and sounded like that but when you go to the lyrics they're like oh but then we heard the lyrics it was a bit sad <laughs> welcome to my life you know um yeah I had, that was um that was oh, 2011 i think so yeah there was a lot for me going on around that time um my first boyfriend, I suppose, ever had passed away. So that was kind of a bit of a journal in that regard. But yeah. I felt really lucky to have music, to have that outlet for that. And I got some really, really nice messages from people um, who had responded to that well. And yeah, so 
um, that was 2011. I think the second full-length album was two years after that. Yeah, totally. Mm. But and you see, uh, look, all the stories you're telling us, the Volkswagen, the moves, the cruise ship. This is a, you are a soul that lives with passion. You're a soul that doesn't take a day for granted. You know, you, you briefly mentioned your boyfriend thing, how he passed and all these things. Do you think that like all these experiences have, have to do with the way you live your life, Lisa? It just seems like you, like, yeah, you live with passion. Like you energize us. It's great. I try to. I, I definitely, um, that's funny you say that because I, I feel like sometimes in Los Angeles, my attitude is a little bit, I need to bump up the positivity because it's such a, a threat, like everyone's so optimistic about everything. Um, and I think ultimately I am pretty optimistic and try not to take stuff for granted definitely um I definitely I've struggled I've definitely had days where I've been like what am I doing here and, and sure I've had messages from people obviously the news is people overseas get the worst of the news of America and it has been really bad in, in so many ways and um I have felt unsafe here at times um being here but well, last year was pretty intense yeah yeah it's pretty intense and mm -hmm. I yeah um But yeah, I, I mean, some people were saying, oh, you're silly for sticking around because, you know, Australia and New Zealand are so, so safe compared to, the, you know, yeah. but, but for me, I, I knew how long it had taken to, uh, to move here. And I just, the thought of packing up straight away was just too much for me to get my head around. Yeah. Uh, and huge respect for, like, I mean, I do miss, I am homesick, but I think now just recently now I'm starting to be like yes I was just here for two months before the pandemic and I have to work harder than ever and try and find those gigs people are returning to their things and I've got to find find those and I've I played an original show already uh two weeks ago and mm -hmm. um booked some piano trio gigs playing you know, and then um a weekly piano gig at a, a members club in West Hollywood which is really fascinating people watching because I'm like oh I am in LA now um, yeah This is the troubadour where Janis Joplin and, and Judy Collins got wasted. Yeah, I'm playing here. And this is a place where you have to, you know, put put stickers over your camera phone so no one takes pictures of what's going on. I'm I'm a fly on the wall as a piano player, so that that's a fun little gig. And um, and just writing more music and collaborating and doing songwriting camps is something that one of the reasons I moved here is is to you know just to be able to collaborate with other people and share your talents and so it's not just yeah. all new like so i feel really lucky to have met my friend rob at a songwriting conference a few years ago in hawaii um, because we hit it off we both rob kleiner right rob kleiner yeah so yeah, yeah we we got on i think we just realized we both liked a lot of alternative music as well as pop music and kind yeah. of connected over that and then when i went back to la um Just to tell my audience, Rob Kleiner, you know, he worked with you in the new album. He's a great engineer, producer. He's worked with CC Top, David Guetta, a bunch of cool. And uh, obviously got to, gets along with you. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I think he was like, oh, you know that place? Oh, you know the Martin Elaine at the Dresden? Oh, cool. Like, we're probably going to write good songs together. And I feel really grateful that him and his partner, you know, they, they, they were my quarantine pod uh, with a few other people. Um, so I felt, felt really, really lucky to have those guys. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, I think that will continue to write more music together as well as you know that's exciting lisa but you know before going i, I want to ask you about clear history but i have to tell you like i'm like you know like keep man you're in the midst of something really special you know like like your album is amazing american needs talents like you and like yeah it's hard because change is always messy right 
Sure. I, I mean, whether it's like a caterpillar going to like an um, like a you know a butterfly and it breaks, or or a baby in the womb and it grows, it's always messy, man. So you just went through the mess, and like you're gonna flourish in America. America's gonna fall in love with Lisa Crawley. It's gonna be great. Thank. Can I put that on my CV or bio as a quote? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's make trucker hats. <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, you've got my name on the thing. That's very sweet of you. You know, but and, and in, by the way, Nashville, we, we record in Nashville. There's a pretty good Kiwi contingency here. We've got a few New Zealanders and yeah. Sydney friends. And, you know, they're more into the Americana world. But, you know, there's so Kiwis like, here. Paddletail Saints? Yes. Oh, I've, I've had them. Vanessa and Sai? Yeah. Vanessa, when I lived in London 10 years ago, she played bass in my band. Stop. Yes. Oh, my stop. God. I have to tell her. Yeah, I don't know what she's... I think she's like rotating between wisconsin and here and nashville yeah. she, she bought like a farm there i don't know what she's going doing yeah, but she's as well. like i know those guys pretty well and um yeah we go oh, way that's... back and i know there's some other kiwis in nashville i'd love to visit nashville that's definitely lisa like there you go now like i love those people so now like like i love you you're awesome that's great <laughs> cool i'm happy to know Ooh, can we have a coffee dig it dig it lisa all right let me ask you about clear history there let's get back to topic here you know maybe my favorite one Thank you. 
for a song like this, Lisa, that the, the, the rhythm is so unique. Um, this is a cliche question, but like I have to ask it. Like when the, when the rhythm is so unique and the lyrics by themselves are also so powerful, which one comes first? Hmm. I think that with that one, um, Rob and I wrote that together actually. And we wrote that, wrote it and recorded it all in one day, the whole thing. Um, I'm pretty sure that we started with uh, the lyrics in that one. And so I maybe we'll start with a lyrical idea and a couple of chords and then Rob would bring up a beat and we'll just go from there. Um, but yeah, that, that's one of my favorites that we've done together or one of my favorite releases. And I like the fact that I made a video with my new adopted cat. <laughs> <laughs> you, you adopted a cat? So yeah, during the pandemic, I, I fostered and then adopted a cat. Okay. That's I, good. I couldn't give her away. She was too cute. So the, one of the reasons I waited so long to move to LA is because I had this cat that I had since I was 12 and she lived till she was 20. And I was like, come on. I know. I love, I love Misty like more than anything. <laughs> You're waiting for the cat to die. I would have, <laughs> I wanted her to live forever, obviously, but uh, I had, I, I waited till, you know, that happened. Cause I, I would have been, if I had taken it, it's not possible to take a 19 year old cat with you really to the other side of the world. It's just not fair. So anyway, I waited and <laughs> couldn't, couldn't look at another cat for like a year or two, you know, just grieve, you know, just you got to grieve, got to grieve, get a process, you know. Is that how it happens? Because I have a 14 year old Yorkie and I'm, I'm trying to think about those things. Don't think about it. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, it's different for everybody, like grieving in general, but um, okay. straight away. I thought, oh, is it unfair to have a cat when I don't really know how long I'll be able to stay in LA for, but I don't think I'm going anywhere. And she's so no. Cute. You're certainly not. Would want to keep her, you know, but I would take her with me back anywhere I went. So anyway, yeah, I thought during lockdown I made three music videos and tried to like get away from the idea that it has to be the quality is as high as the videos that I paid thousands of dollars for. Cause it's just like I think people during lockdown appreciated just content and understanding. Yeah, exactly. So I made Iris my cat like earn her cat food by. She kept staring at screens, and so that's where I got the idea for the video. She's just obsessed with screens on squirrels, and so, yeah. <laughs> really? And, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's insane. So, yeah, I just kept that, and so, the yeah, that's, I was pretty happy with how that music video came out. I had no idea what I was doing, really. Was I love fun. it. Yeah. But, but you're right. People got, you know, pe people appreciate content now, and they're less picky, and, you know, you don't need, you know, TRL, Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings style quality. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, my, when I first moved here, I was subleasing and, and there was an actor for, uh, with one of the actors from Lord of the Rings. So I should have probably utilized him, um, to be in the video, but absolutely. Yeah. That's great, Lisa. Uh, yeah. But... So, um, I've got looking for love. The music video for that is, is more just, um, based on the idea that love and dating can be similar to fast food. And, um, so I've got like lots of public domain driving footage of little concessions dancing around. And yeah. Yeah, stuff. absolutely. Lisa, yeah. you know, I'm, I mean, you're, you're being so good with your time, but tell me like, okay, what's a weekend in LA look for you now that it's kind of like opening up, you know, what's going on? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I, are you, are you dating? Like, are you doing a farmer's market in Beverly Hills? Like what's your little routines? Oh, I really don't have much downtime at the moment. I've been working. I was working um, part-time at a, at the drive-in 
and I'm going to be organizing some events there, turning cool. it into an outdoor cinema experience with live music. So I've been there most weekends, as well as um, I've also hosted a few backyard gigs. So cool. one of the things I've done is like host piano karaoke. So I have a list of these 1,200 songs, and people can go, I want to sing that. And before, because of COVID, they I wouldn't give them the microphone, but we, I'll just play the song and they would sing along. And just like this is just groups of like six people outdoors safely spread Take out. That. Um, so I've done a couple of those and I'm going to start, um, yeah, I've got a couple of gigs in Palm Desert coming up. Nice. So I would like a bit more of the cliche, like Sunday, fun day, LA thing. That would be good. Mm -hmm. You're in <laughs> the gonna, hustling part. I'm going to go to Palm, uh, Palm Springs with a few friends for my birthday in a few weeks. So. That's fun. There you yeah. go. But I At find least... it really hard to just sit there and not try and work or like, I feel like, you know, if I'm not writing or if I'm not. Doing. Definitely. You know, you're gonna be in, when you're DIY, you're going to be on top of these things. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Lisa Crawley, you've said it all. Um, don't want to hold you from your beautiful weekend in LA. So, but it's been, it's been a real pleasure. July 23rd, your EP comes out. It's, it's, we loved it. And uh, yeah, I mean, we can't wait, you know, you're, you have a bright future ahead and we're going to have you in Nashville anytime as well. I can't wait. Thank you so much. Cool. All right, Lisa. Take care. See ya. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.